Hello and welcome to this episode of Coaching Chaos. Sometimes I have a plan and I get up to execute that plan on how I'm going to go with my podcast and it's nine times out of ten based upon the Come Follow Me program and I take my conference talks from GenCon365 on Instagram and yet sometimes I will read something, I'll stumble upon something and it will strike me just right and I will know through the spirit that that's how I need to proceed. I have said before that I have a few reasons as to what I am doing my podcast for and one that I leave my testimony for my children and two that I bring even one more person closer to Christ and three that I myself will live with greater intentionality more mindfulness that I will apply my own personal reflections and teachings in my day rather than being the pinball in the pinball machine and being so triggered and reactionary and filled with anger and anguish trying to turn that direction think about the things that I've read that day and apply them with greater intentionality in my life so today I came across a post in on Facebook and I'm following rally for Dally and I don't know the brother in this post that is um, that we're all being we're all rallying for Brian Daly, but I do know his sister Amy Amy Tucker. I know her very well. She's one of my dearest dearest friends, and I know her family. How incredible each one of her children are. I know her parents, and. So I'm following this Rally for Dally in support of them, and I'm watching and listening for ways that I can be a help and a support to them, and I I haven't stumbled upon anything until this morning. And I'm so overwhelmed by the Spirit that, that I don't even know if I'm going to do this justice, but I'm going to try. And I just want I just want it to be known, I want it to be said that my greatest hope is that I can bring one more person closer to Christ. And even if in that if that means that the person who already follows and loves our Savior could be lifted a little bit higher. And so when I read this today, this Facebook post, this update for her husband, my heart was touched and I felt like this was the direction that I needed to take my podcast today. And so here I go. I'm going to definitely stab at this and, and do my best and hope that I can offer some comfort. I don't know, maybe not for her. Maybe it's, it's small. It's too small because her crisis is too big. Maybe my words will be inadequate, but maybe somewhere someone will have the strength that they need just right now to get through one more day. I pray that I might be able to carry you. In her post, she says, as she's looking out from her hospital room, a dark night, city lights twinkling in the distance, she says, this is the view I see from Brian's hospital room. As I snuggle up in the recliner, what I hear is Brian's labored breathing as he sleeps and the whisperings of the nurses in the hall with a resolute beeping monitor in a room nearby. It's quiet for the most part, and the quietness my mind wanders. Tonight my mind wanders 
to how many of those homes with lights twinkling are in turmoil? How many of those homes know heartache? How many of those homes know just how sacred and precious life is and how each day and how you choose to live it matters? In those four walls, does love radiate and kindness lead? In those four walls, does God walk with them? In those four walls, is there joy? My mind then wanders to the power of light, noticing how each house has its own light shining and how you can pick out individual beams while also seeing the whole of lights combined radiating even brighter. If you've ever doubted the power of your own light in the big universe, doubt no more. You are seen, even surrounded by millions of other lights. Your light is visible. Let it shine. My mind wanders to my own home and the responsibilities I hold there, wondering how to lead and to navigate our mountain with tiny hands entwined, wondering why, if God loves my children, And if he, my mind wanders and struggles to a time when my family didn't know this struggle. And why it is God that loves my children, why would he contemplate taking their dad? My heart wan- wonders how this will all pan out, while my brain wanders to the days when we felt invincible and sleepless nights and crying babies were the season of hard we were in. Wandering thoughts and wondering questions are my drug of choice tonight as I sit cuddled up sharing, staring at the lights of a thousand homes before me. People are puzzles. The more pieces you get, the clearer the picture becomes. What stories do each of those four walls have to tell? And if we knew them, would it change us? I believe it would. How amazing is it that she writes this out so perfectly in the midst of her turmoil? And even asking in the middle of all of this, why God would contemplate taking their dad. And in the middle of it, she's saying, your light shines. Of course it does. So as I'm reading, as I'm reading in Come Follow Me, Mormon 7 right after this I came upon I came upon Mormon 8 and whosoever receiveth this record and shall not condemn it because of the imperfections which are in it the same shall know of greater things than these so I do what I do best and I click on the little highlighted blue words and it's the word greater things and it takes me to Doctrine and Covenants 42.15. And all this ye shall observe to do as I have commanded concerning your teaching. So in the middle of all that we have in our trials, it is for our teaching and for our learning. And if it so be that they will not believe these things, then shall the greater things be withheld from them, even unto their condemnation. So when we are in the midst of trial, it is for us to obtain greater things, greater blessings, greater learning, 
greater closeness to our Father in heaven, greater understanding, greater compassion, greater empathy, all of the things of which Brian's wife, Callie, is experiencing as she looks out the window into the twinkling lights, wondering if there's turmoil going on in the other homes. And oh, I promise you, there is. Wondering if there is love abiding within those four walls of those homes. That I cannot know for sure. But the sad thing is, is that every single home is in some kind of turmoil. But greater is the love when the turmoil is embraced and to seek after greater things. In my life, I have known pain. I know where I was in the moments of being hit with a tidal wave of trial. When I came home from school and my dad was sitting on the couch in the middle of the day, talking to my mom as she was sobbing about leaving our family and asking her for divorce. I know where I was when I got the phone call that my beloved grandma died, when my husband lost his job. I remember exactly where I was when the World Trade Center towers collapsed. All of us can remember that, and all of us shared in that pain. And you wondered, we all wondered, if we would return back to what normal life is. I remember when my husband wasn't healing from surgery and we had just found out that he was diabetic, thus the reason for him not healing. And he went to Las Vegas to live with his sister for a few months to be able to rehabilitate and to heal. We had all these children in a split level house and going up and down the stairs to the bathroom and the shower was impossible for him. And I was left at home with those six children, not wondering if their father would ever return. At the time, I really didn't know because the depression and the discovery of him being diabetic and the inability to heal was so great. He wondered if he would ever be able to come home to us. I remember times scraping money off of the carpet underneath the couch to gather enough change to buy bread and milk for my children's breakfast and school lunches that day. I have wondered if we would ever experience carefree lives when I'm in the midst of, of, of trial and pain and I will be in the grocery store and I will walk by and see someone trying to decide the best brand of mascara and all, all of a sudden those things seem so small and so frivolous and yet there was a pang of jealousy within me that I could just be so carefree to look in the makeup aisle. I've watched others buy shoes to match a dress or getting their nails done or walking in the sunshine and laughing with a friend, people talking about their upcoming vacation, all of those things in the, in the moments, in the midst of my deep, deep trial, I wondered if I would ever experience freedom from the pain ever again. All of those things seemed so unimportant, but yet I was jealous that I could not be living so free from pain and trial and turmoil. But I was experiencing a greater perspective. I was experiencing 
greater things. I was in the middle and the midst of my learning and my growth of what real life was truly about and what was truly needed and drawing closer to God, gathering my children around me and kneeling greater in prayer, seeking for more holiness. It wasn't until I would walk by the the jewelry aisle at Walmart and a pair of little earrings caught my eye that I felt like, oh, I was returning to normal. <laughs> I was I was experiencing in that moment that the softening of my trial had finally come to pass. And I was enjoying to, in the moment, to pick out a color of lipstick. Uh, lipstick. Enjoying all the little things that are really unimportant. But it was a little reminder that the harder, the harsher part of my trial had passed because I could go back and, and enjoy the little things that I normally do enjoy. Being a girl, looking at lip gloss and earrings and picking out shoes. But when you're in the midst of a trial, those things are really, really unimportant. You are so high and above them you are experiencing greater things. But even when I'm in the middle of experiencing fluffy things and things that are frivolous, I have looked back and reflected of, of, wow, that pain was, that, that trial was terrible. And I do not want to forget where I've just come from. I do not want to forget my learning. I do not understand why we have to go through some things. I do not. I do not understand why my parents had to divorce. I don't understand why my husband has to be diabetic. I don't understand. I don't understand why 10 years later we are still suffering the effects of him having lost a job. I don't understand. But I came across this and it gave me a little more perspective. It says, I would have pulled Joseph out out of that pit, out of that prison, out of that pain. And I would have cheated nations out of the one God who would use to deliver them from famine. I would have pulled David out, out of Saul's spear-throwing presence, out of the caves he hid away, out of the pain of rejection. I would have cheated Israel out of a God-hearted king. I would have pulled Esther out, out of being snatched from her only family, out of being placed in a position she never asked for out of the path of a vicious, power-hungry foe, and I would have cheated a people out of the woman God would use to save their very lives. And I would have pulled Jesus off, off of the cross, off of the road that led to suffering and pain, off of the path that would mean nakedness and beatings and nails and thorns, and I would have cheated the entire world, the entire existence, all of us, out of a savior, out of salvation, out of an eternity filled with no more suffering and no more pain. And oh friend, I will I want to pull you out. I want to change your path. I want to stop your pain, but cheating the world out of so much good because God knows He knows the good this pain will produce. He knows the greater things. He knows the beauty. 
this hard will grow. He's watching over you and keeping you even in the midst of this. And he's promising you that you can trust him even when it feels like more than you can bear. So instead of trying to pull you out or pull myself out, pull us all out of the midst of trial and pain, grasp onto the greater things of learning and teaching. And and I'm adding to this a little bit, but my heart is wandering and my mind is so filled in hopes that I'm lifting you up. I'm kneeling before the Father and I am asking Him to give you strength, to give you hope. I'm asking Him to protect you and to move you when the time is right. I'm asking Him to help you stay powerful and prayerful and discerning. I'm asking Him how I can best love you and be a help to you. And I'm believing He's going to use your life in a powerful and beautiful way that your children are gaining greater things and greater perspective and greater compassion and empathy for the next person who suffers because of their own trial and pain. Right here, right now, today, they are gaining greater things. Ways that will leave your heart a grateful and humbly thankful for this road you've been on. In Mormon 8 and 22, it says, For the eternal purposes of the Lord shall roll on. And behold, their prayers were also in behalf of him. You, Brian, who is suffering. You, Callie, who is suffering. That the Lord should suffer to bring these things forth for our greater things, for our learning, for your example, for the love that you have for each other. And in Mormon 5.21, it says, Also the Lord will remember the prayers of the righteous which have been put up unto him for them. Behold, the Lord hath shown unto me great and marvelous things concerning that which must surely come at that day when these things shall come forth among you. We don't know why. We don't understand why. We have to experience pain. But I also know that I'm a greater wife and mother today because I promised myself I would never do to my children what my parents did to me my dad leaving his mom, I was going to fight for my own marriage because of the greater things that I took from that, from the day that I saw my dad sitting on the couch next to my mom, telling her he he was leaving. I will do greater things because of that trial. Sadly, there's many of us who are ashamed to take upon the name of Christ in a Mormon 8 He asks, why are ye ashamed to take upon you the name of Christ? I am so grateful that if you are listening today, and if you are in the midst of trial and you are looking to your Savior, I am so grateful in my heart to be able to boldly declare that I, with you, are not ashamed to take upon the name of Christ. That we do not think ourselves greater than He. That we look forward to an endless happiness. And I'm grateful for the greater things that I will continue to learn and gain and study and grow from because of the trials and the misery of this life. And I'm grateful for the fact that I am one of those twinkling lights in a city filled with lights and that there is home in these four walls that abide here. That love is strong and I pray for you that love is strong within your four walls and that all of us are, le- are learning and growing from the greater things that our Father in Heaven has to offer us. 
And it is through our Savior Jesus Christ that we will know greater things. We have hope in him. Thank you so much for joining me. If you appreciate my words and these greater things that I have shared with you this day, please share that we might bring together one more person closer to Christ. Thank you so much for joining me. I will see you next time. Thank you.